Welcome to Clearview Community Church Online. We are one church in four locations, Wasaga Beach, Collingwood, Cremor, and Stainer. We also have this digital presence where you can participate with us in video or audio format. My name is Clayton, and I serve as the Cremor Campus Pastor. And I'm really pleased to be able to speak with you today. Now, as a church, we have a vision. It's a goal of what we want everything we try to do to accomplish. Our vision is to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We're a group of people who have decided to follow Jesus and to follow him specifically, to follow him intentionally and wholeheartedly. Now, to be honest, there are a lot of options in this world that you can place your hope and your faith in. There's a huge amount of faith traditions and practices that you can choose from. Or perhaps you are where I was at one point in my life, and you've decided that you aren't going to have a faith tradition, that this God thing is not for you. I get it. I've been there. Well, here's the truth. I've personally found the story of Jesus to be emotionally, relationally, and intellectually the most compelling of anything presented to me. So let me explain. The story of Jesus, as presented to me in the Bible, is emotionally compelling. It speaks to my heart that someone loves me enough to sacrifice for me and has sought to save me. I find the story relationally compelling because I've experienced what can only be described as the love of God in my life, and I've experienced wonderful, life-giving relationships with people within the church that have only made me a better person. And then lastly, I find the story of Jesus, as presented to me in the Bible, the most intellectually compelling case presented to me. It makes sense to me. And to be honest, I feel like I've done enough learning and research specifically on this topic that I am compelled to the point of being convinced. Jesus is real, and he is worth following with every part of my being. So today I'm continuing a conversation about Jesus that started a few weeks ago here at Clearview Community Church. The series is titled, Who is Jesus? And it's exploring who Jesus said that he was. He was convinced of a few things too, specifically about his identity and his nature. And today we're going to look at one of his most famous statements about himself, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So let's take a look today in John 14. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place that I am going. Now Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And so Jesus answered him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So let's take this piece by piece as we gain a deeper understanding of this claim that Jesus makes, that he is the way the truth, and the life. Now, this section of teaching that Jesus gives, it follows a difficult couple of conversations that he has with his disciples. First, he tells them that one of them is going to betray him. And then he tells them that there is coming a time that he is going to leave them. 
And then lastly, he has a conversation with Peter. And he says that Peter coming up soon is going to disown or deny Jesus. They're difficult and emotional and traumatic times that they're expecting and coming up. And so this is the background behind Jesus teaching them that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, despite all this, Jesus starts with a comforting line. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. See, Jesus calls his disciples, and by extension, he calls us to trust in him. In the troubles and the fears and the stresses and in the hard times, Jesus calls out to you and out to me and says, trust him. And after this call to trust, Jesus talks about a house that he's going to go make. He says, my father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place that I'm going. So Jesus speaks about his father's house. It has a lot of rooms and he's going to make a way uh, to make, going away to make a, a place specifically for them. The hope of the Christian faith is that there is a forever home for us in the presence of God. We tend to call that heaven. And Jesus uses this metaphor of a house with many rooms to describe God's eternal dwelling place that he's going to go to and prepare a place for his followers. When Jesus says he's going to prepare a place for us, we don't need to think that since he got there that he's been a carpenter building and building and building the whole time. Instead, we recognize that through the death and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus, that he has made it possible for us to dwell with him there. He says, my father's house has many rooms. Now, the Greek word here for rooms is monai, and it comes from the root word meno, meaning to stay or to abide in someone's place, to endure and to be present or to remain. It's the same word that Jesus uses when he tells us that the Holy Spirit will live in us. And he uses it when he says that he is in the father and the father is in him. It's a word that means being with somebody. So when Jesus goes to make us a room or a place for us, Jesus is offering us the privilege of abiding in God's presence. Now, here's another interesting part of the conversation between Jesus and his disciples here. Jesus has explained to them that he's going to, going to the Father and preparing a place for them. And he tells them in verse 4, he says, You know the way to the place where I'm going. Now, Jesus has already told them that someone's going to betray them, someone else will deny him, and that he will be leaving them. He's already foretold his death, and there is an implied expectation that his disciples should be understanding what he is doing. But they don't. So Thomas asks him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? The disciples, they're followers of Jesus, and they wanted to go wherever Jesus was going. But didn't know where that was. And if you don't know where you're going, you sure do not know how to get there. So in response to the question, Jesus provides the answer about the way to the Father and to these rooms into this house. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now fundamental to Jesus' response to the question is that the way itself is Jesus. Jesus is the way to the Father because his death gave us access to the Father's presence that is possible for us. 
There's nothing fancy here about the word uh, in Greek that's translated into way. It's literally meaning the road or the pathway or the route. It's a highway to a destination. And the destination is this eternal abiding in the presence of God. And the route is straight through Jesus. He's also the way to God because he is the truth. He brought the truth of God into the world. In John 1.14, we get a poetic description of Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus arrives coming from wherever the father is. Think about that house in those rooms and that metaphor of being in God's presence again. And from there, Jesus comes to earth full of grace. Jesus is proclaiming and is the embodiment of the truth of God. In John 8, Jesus claims that whoever follows him will have the light of life. The light is what illuminates and brings understanding and brings truth in this biblical metaphor. So what we see in Jesus is the will of the Father, the nature of the Father, and the character of the Father. So when people come to Jesus and they see him, they come to the one in whom the truth about the Father is found. So if you today, you come to Jesus, you find the truth about God today. And the last part here, Jesus claims to be the life. He is the way to the Father because he is the life. Now in John 1, 4, we're told in him, which is Jesus, was life and that life was the light of men. In John 5, 26, Jesus says, as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted to his Son to have life in himself. In John 6, 33, Jesus speaks of himself as the bread of life. In John eleven twenty five, 25, he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And all of these indicate and point to one thing, the eternal life that leads to this abiding in the house of God with a room and a place prepared for you. It's achieved through Jesus. When you and I are searching for life, and I don't mean the I'm still breathing kind of life, but the life that gives my breathing a purpose, that gives my heart and the days on my life of my life a purpose, that kind of life, the life that fulfills our souls, that life is found in Jesus. Now, one of the greatest hopes of the ancient Jewish faith was that one day they would be resurrected when the kingdom of God arrives in its fullness. The resurrection life was a core hope in the Jewish heart and mind and worship. And so Jesus claims, I am that life. And so Jesus makes three huge claims. He claims to be the way, the way to the Father, to the eternal life. Secondly, he claims to be the truth, claiming to be the true embodiment of the Father, meaning that he is the Father in body, in flesh, the physical presence of God. And lastly, he claims to be the life, the eternal life and the resurrection life. He claims to be the hope for the world. After these claims, Jesus concludes his I am statement here with another major statement. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Jesus claims here a final few things. If you're looking for another way to the Father, you won't find it. Jesus is the only way. If you want to know what the Father is like, you already see him, you already know him in Jesus. It's a huge statement, but it's a central one to the Christian faith. Look, if you're searching for a way to connect with your spirituality, or you're trying to figure out what it is to be, what is true in a world of confusion, or if you're searching for the divine, or maybe you're trying to be good enough in your life, 
even though you have no actual clue whether or not you what you have been doing or have done is enough, maybe you, th- you think that you can earn your way to heaven, Jesus confronts all of that. And he tells you, there's no other way other than him. It's a completely exclusive statement offered inclusively. It's exclusive in that he claims to be the only way, but offers it to every single person. I hope you listen to me today. Uh, Some of you are really striving for something. I'm not gonna pretend to know what it is, but Jesus is asking you to strive for something different. He's not telling you to trust anything other than him. Instead of working and doing good things, trying to outweigh the bad, Jesus calls me and he calls you to trust in him. He calls us to trust in him as the way to God, as the revelation of the truth of God and the life found in God. To trust in his life and his death and his resurrection as the evidence that his claims are trustworthy. So say you decide today to do that, to trust in Jesus as the way and the truth and the life and to follow him as a disciple of Jesus, then what? Well, two things I suggest you do. First, talk to somebody. My suggestion is to call a church near you or call Clearview Community Church this week and talk to somebody about this. I can guarantee we would love to talk to you. And second, pray. And you know what? Let's pray together now. God, I trust you. And I know that Jesus is the way to a hope that lasts longer than my time on earth here. I know that Jesus is the true embodiment of God And I know that Jesus is the key to my life now and eternal life later. I trust you, Jesus. Help me to live every day that way. In complete trust to you. Amen. So thanks for watching or listening wherever you are today. I hope your week is one full of the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. God bless you.